Gridbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. It's like, you know, sometimes, sometimes as a parent, you know, we just want our space. And you, you're okay with, it's just like, go play. An abuser will not go typically from zero to abuse, right? It happens over a period of time. And that time is called grooming. We need to believe our kids always. Right. All right, shall we begin? Let us begin. All right, so welcome to the latest episode of the Catholic Dads Podcast. I'm Chad. Good morning, I'm Jeff. And, Come on um, here a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, so um, <laughs> I guess there's um, you know, several different things to say about this week. You know, it's been a very emotional week for us. We've moved our oldest into uh, the dorms at Sam Houston. Yep. And, uh, you know, and we actually did a podcast on, on this called it, I think the title of it was Letting Go, mm-hmm. and um, I, you know, anticipated the difficulty of, of this moment, of mm-hmm. that moment, and, uh, and, that was, and it was funny because, like, looking back, and, and I actually listened to our own podcast yeah. um, the Monday, the, the very next day, because I was like, you know, that was really hard, mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to be hard, but it was harder than I thought it was going to yeah. be, and... Um, and yeah, it was right. It was like one of those things that you just can't, you can't prepare yourself for, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, uh, that's, that's really you know, like, kind of like that kind of set the tone for the rest of the week. You <laughs> right. Know? I mean, you're kind of just, uh, kind of in a retrospect or introspective, mm-hmm. you know, mood, I guess. And, uh, just very, you know, melancholy, I yeah. guess, Yeah. which is kind of going to feed into this topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So just jumping right into the topic, I thought that we would talk about, you know, the, the news from the Pennsylvania grand jury. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I don't want to call it like our take on it, but, you know, how it affects, how it affects us all yeah. ultimately as um, not only as Catholics, but as fathers yeah. of children. And, um, you know, everybody out there has got a point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, we've heard from the Salt and Light podcast. Um, I, I watched Father Mike. Is it Schmidt? Mm. 
from Ascension Press, yeah. Father Mike. Oh, he's yeah, yeah. Very, very popular. Yeah. I've, I've watched his. I've yet to listen to the Catholic Stuff podcast. I'll probably do that um, you know, this weekend at some point. Oh, that's good. I haven't so seen they, that. They they, did yeah, one. they've got one out on it, okay, too. Good. So, I mean, you know, so it's like, where I, does that leave, you know, yeah. so I just, yeah, I'll kick it over to you because I'm kind of speechless at the moment. Yeah, it, I've read enough of the details to know the, the general take on it and, and just the scale of it, I think, you know, is the worst compared to anything else. I mean, Boston, uh, the Archdiocese there, I know there was some issues. That was, I think, before we actually joined the church um, or maybe just after or something, but... Yeah, I mean, it's... Boston story broke in 2002. I've been reading that report. Yeah, so that, that was day. before we joined the church then. Yeah, just a, yeah. Yeah, just a few years before. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the, the, I guess, the sunlight that's been poured into all of our institutions uh, to, to try to eliminate this and try to, you know, put the abuse away is, I think on one hand, very, very good. You know, the Hollywood stuff that's broken, the Sandusky, um, you know, sports-related stuff. Um, You know, I think why it hurts us so much more is one, it's, you know, I guess just speaking for myself, um, this is like my institution, right? This is like, you know, the thing that I'm a part of, the thing that I believe in. And we do, you know, obviously hold ourselves to a much higher standard. And we expect those that lead us in the church to be, at a much higher standard. So, um, you know, it, it, it does, it, it personalizes it maybe in a bit more than finding out the stuff that goes on in Hollywood, which, you know, which is um, still bad, which is still bad. Yeah. Um, I, I get what you, you know, but, point. but this personalizes it. I think the, I don't know, I need to be really careful here in how I phrase this cause I don't want to come off the wrong way, but I think the, um, some of the, the stuff in, well, you know, the, the Harvey Weinstein story, right, the completely criminal, and you had a whole sphere of people around him protecting that because it was good for their jobs or good for their benefit. It was good for where they were going to go, right? Um, this sounds like more of a, you know, they're, they're, the, the f- people in the church that were doing this weren't protecting it to get, like, a movie deal. They weren't pro- protecting it to get like on the good side of this powerful person. They're, they're protecting it to avoid to can, scandal. And to avoid scandal. But then it seems like also to perpetuate it. Um into, you know, there there was a it seems that way, right, from the outside, and you've read more of it than I do, but it seems like it was it they weren't moving priests away from a diocese in order to, you know, make sure it never happens again, because there's places you can send priests to make sure that never happens again. They put them right back in another thing, you know, in another uh, archdiocese or wherever so that it could continue happening. And it sounds like from the outside that that was a purposeful thing to continue it and people knew what was going on and it was part of the the culture. It was part of what was, was happening there. Maybe it started as an avoidance of scandal, but if you continue that long enough, the people that were trying to avoid the scandal just become part of it. So, I mean, I need to be careful because I haven't yeah. read the whole report, yeah. but that's what it looks so like from the outside, right? I mean, from what I've read, I'm... Um I'm into the dioceses now. It breaks it down like it gives like an introduction and then it goes down and breaks out the individual dioceses and and, and it highlights like two or three mm-hmm. 
um, examples. They, they name the priests by name. They name the bishops by name. And it, like, details, you know, the abuse that happened and then uh, the allegations made against when the allegations came, what they did, mm-hmm. where they put them. And, um, and it, you know, I mean, f- from what I've read, it's not like a... Well, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna move this guy over here to uh, so he can abuse more kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it is from that, you know, you know. So this is, you know, this is real. Um, <laughs> it's real life in that it's like we've got um, we got a faith that teaches us that we're we're fallen mm-hmm. and we sin. And you go to confession and you make amends and, you know, you, you know, like in the act of contrition, it's I firmly resolve with the help right. of your grace to sin no more and to avoid the near occasions of sin. So it's like there's a there's an acceptance that we're all broken and in some way and that we're making amends to, to do stuff. So it's like when you're when you're watch when you're reading these um, incidents, you see that they're they're meeting with the bishop to like. They're going to these counseling programs, and the bishop is having confidence, faith, trust, whatever you want to call it, that, okay, he's trying to, mm. to be better. And so it's like, it's almost like that, you know, it's, it's a naive thought. Right. That, okay, we can treat this the same way as, you know, like when you're going to confession and, you know, it's, you're, you're confessing whatever sin, you know, like there's, there's those sins and then there's these sins right. and it's like that where it really becomes problematic is this is criminal activity right. that wasn't reported that's right you know so it's like um and i don't even i don't know and maybe that would be a a, a good podcast is like you know confession and and what's the rules in confession about like the privacy and mm-hmm. the the seal of confessional like if you wouldn't confess murder in a confessional, I, I don't know what the rules are. Seems like I, I well, remember uh, it one time, but I don't. I can't say for I re- positive what it is. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there it's was, like there's a way that they can do that you, where when you have that, and so like yeah. I guess to you know just kind of move the topic forward. It's like so as a parent, and we've talked about this before in the talk episode mm-hmm. about the having the sex talk with the kids. And maybe a little bit with the porn episode, but it's, you know, there's a, as a father of kids, as a father of children, we have to protect our kids. We have to warn them about, and I'm not just saying like, you got to warn them that, that, okay, this, your priest is probably a pedophile. I'm Mm -hmm. not ever saying that, but just anybody, you know, and and I've become hyper aware now since all of this, you know. Well, it it is, it's, uh, I think the the transparency that's come out and the spotlight that's come out um, is is really good because one you know they're we're finally putting people that need to be in jail or, or treatment or whatever in their place but it's also showing how pervasive it is and so it's you know it, we don't need to go through life completely paranoid but at the same time you need to be wise to the fact of what's going on and so you know there's stories of teachers there's stories of the sports coaches and the doctors and you know, the whole, uh, you know, and then just on top of that, you know, sexual harassment at work, you know, and all these other things that there's, you know, there's really is on the outside publicly, there seems to be a zero tolerance for all of this now. Right. But then all of this stuff keeps happening 
or keeps, you know, has probably always happened, but is now being um, more highlighted and more transparent. So I think that the, yeah. what we need to do is, is, you know, the conversations with the kids and even internal conversations. So, you know, going to church last Sunday, you know, uh, full confession, right, and transparency, sitting there going, you know, how do we know this isn't happening in Houston, right? How do we know as a, a parish, you know, and, and I would never, ever accuse or suspect any of the priests that I have ever met in my entire life. Um, but how do we know, right? And how, how as a parish can we support that, you know, and, and not in a way, because I, I know the Catholic stuff you should know guys talk about this all the time, is they put on the collar, immediately people think they're a pedophile, right? And Father John has mentioned that a couple times. He really struggles with it, and I, that I can completely understand that, right? Because that's the way the media has portrayed everything, right, related to it. And, and, you know, I'm surprised this actually hasn't gotten bigger press than um, some of the other issues have. But, you know, how do we approach that and say, look, you know, we need to protect our kids from everybody. But at the same time, you know, we need to be, you know, we can't live in that bubble of, you know, you never get to go over to spend the night at somebody's house and you never get to go, you know, yeah. either, right? It, it, you know, it, it's a it's a difficult thing as a dad sitting there wondering, okay, well, how would I, you know, because we're in Scouts too, right? It's, yeah. you know, how do I make sure that everybody is safe, everybody that I know that's around our kids, you know, I've vetted in the best I possible can, you know, and to your point, I think then it, it you do, you have to get to the level of the kids and you say, you know, this is never appropriate no matter who it is, right? These are, you know, and I've had some of these conversations lightly with the kids, which is, you know, you go to um, the Virtus training, obviously, is really good. The um, the Boy Scout training is really good as well. Um, there's some specific things that's, you know, grooming is something to watch out for. Um, and so telling the kids to watch out for that, right? Um, you know, which, again, that is also troubling because one of the, the things for grooming is like physical touch. And so in the, the Scout, you know, youth protection training, um, they say, you know, watch out for a scout leader that likes to put his hand on the boys, grab his shoulder, pat his back. You know, that can be like a, a grooming thing. You know, I'm a pretty physical guy. I do that all the time. And now I've stopped. Right. And that's yeah. part of like part of the human relation is, you know, we always give each other a hug whenever we see each other. You always, you know, I put yeah. my hand on my shoulder of my kids. I always tussle their hair. You have to make sure that you do that in a, a reasonable and appropriate way. And, and even as a scout leader, if I feel like that could be uh, problematic or could be misinterpreted by a parent that doesn't know me, then obviously I won't. I'll make the choice not to do that, right? So I've read about this in this report, mm -hmm. and, and I I'm, I'm guess I'm oblivious. What is grooming? I don't know what grooming is. Okay, so, so grooming, well, good. This, so this will be a good podcast topic, right? <laughs> so, so typically an abuser, like... Uh, you, you don't go from zero to 60. You, sorry, I should be careful of my phrase on this topic, right? Um, an abuser will not go typically from zero to, you know, abuse, right? It happens over a period of time. And that, that time is called grooming. And so I don't remember if it was Virtus or the YPT. I think it was YPT where they specifically um, talk about, um, you know, looking for the initial stages of that grooming. So, um, you know, folks that, you know, you're not related to that seem to be coming around a lot that like to hang out with the boys that give certain kids gifts, right. That, you know, that whether it's candy or whether it's like a new toy or sometimes it can be pretty extreme, you know? So if there's like a sports coach or somebody in your life that, 
you know, the, your, your son or daughter comes home with like, oh, well, he bought me this or, oh, he bought, hmm. You know, it, it might just be a perfectly innocent, thought you had a great game and I wanted to, you know, reward you with it, whatever. But you want to look for like patterns of that, right? When one of the other things is grooming is they have to get um, within the sphere, within that personal sphere of the child. So grooming, um, one of the other things they do is the physical touch. So come up, you know, grab the kid's shoulders, rub their back, you know, all of those things in... For me, that's part of the way that humans communicate and that's, you know, we're relational, we're physical, you know, that's part of how we communicate. That's part of how you tell you somebody you've got a good job. That's part of how, you know, you've got a, a kid that's really having a hard day. You put your hand on their shoulder and you look them right in the eye and you like, you know, know that, you know, hey, I'm here for you. This is how this happens, right? Um, so that one, uh, you know, I'm aware of in myself cause I do that. But I mean, it's your kids, but well, so right? I'm, I mean, but it could be your, the kids and scouts or the kids and the, like, it could be not, so that's separate from okay. ta- not talking so about your saying, kids, talking about yeah, other kids, right. Talking about somebody else's kids. Right. Um, so yeah, so, you know, I've, I've been aware of that. Uh, one of the things to watch out for is, um, people that like to take lots of pictures of kids that aren't their own. Right. So you know, I'm always, whenever I'm at scouts or somewhere else, and if there's a bunch of kids with my kid that I'm taking a picture of, I'll say, hey, is everybody okay with them taking pictures, right? Um, so that's something to, to watch out for as well. The, the whole idea is they're trying to break down that barrier, between the natural barrier that's, you know, God-given that, you know, we all have. They're trying to break that down to the point where then they can get the, the child in a compromised oh location or period. So that's what, so you have to keep, you know, it, it, that's where you, you watch out for, um, you know, in, in you as a parent, you have to judge whether something's appropriate or not, obviously, um, because not everybody's an abuser. Right. Um, but then also if you, if you're, once your kids are old enough to understand some of that, you can train them on, on watching out for that too. Right. Yeah. It's like, Hey, it's really great that, you know, he wants to take you out for pizza after the game, but you never go out with coach whoever by yourself for pizza after the game. Right. It's great that you're in the youth group, but if the youth minister starts taking just one girl out or just one guy or just, you know, you never separate that. The 2 deep leadership is huge in scouts, and yeah. that's, that's done a great service, right? Yeah. So I, I think um, what it kind of boils down to me, and it's like, you know, sometimes sometimes as a parent, you know, you know Catholic or not, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Catholic dad or not, or dad or not, you know, dad's moms equally. I think we get, we just want our space, Yep. you know, we, we get to that point where it's been a long day or it's been a long week or whatever, and whatever emotions are, are on us and you, you're okay with it's just like, go play. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think if anything, what this has done for me is that it's like, you know what, we're parents and, um, you know, this is your, vac- this is your vacation vocation. Right. And at one point in one of the podcasts you had mentioned, like, that's when you get your cross. I mean, and I hate to say that like your kids are a burden or anything like that, but like, this is what your job is right now. Yep. You know, that job doesn't stop like our jobs that we go to on a daily basis. Right. You know, when we leave the office, you know, you <laughs> typically, hopefully can ideally put your phone down right. or your emails down and you, you leave that long. job until the next morning. Right. This is a job 24 seven. That's right. Um, especially until they're adults yep. and, and grown and, and on their own and able to truly care for mm-hmm. and take care of themselves. Uh, so it's like, we've got to be vigilant. So if that means that, you know what, 
you know, and, and I, and I find myself all the time. And even in the midst of all of this, you still mm-hmm. find yourself. It's just like, all I wanted to do yesterday was read that damn report. Right. You know, and I got kids that want to go play and want to go play outside. And I'm just like, go play. Yep. You know, and it's like, so like right now I'm sitting here going, you know, what am I thinking? Yeah. And, and I, and I hate that I'm in that mode right now, but it's like, you know, we just really need to, and we did, we did have those conversations with the kids when all mm-hmm. this came out about like, you know, this is, and we didn't like, we, we, we staged it. Like we told the older ones about it, you know, about, mm-hmm. Hey, this report came out right? and it's about the church and you might hear stuff about it and we need to talk about it. And we talked about it, yep. um, which just to like, let everybody know our, our perspective of it was, it's like, Yes, this is this is from the this is reports from the church. This is on the Catholic Church clergy sex abuse. I mean, so we didn't yeah. sugarcoat it. Yep. At the same time, I was like, I did say that it's from the past seventy years. Yeah. So it spans a long time. Most of them are in the past, but some of them, I think, there's two mm-hmm. that are actually um, within the last ten years. Yep. And um, so that's how we we told them about. Uh, the older ones and then the younger ones, it was just like, Hey, no matter, no matter where you are or who you're, you know, who you're mm-hmm. with, this is never appropriate. Those are your, this is your private, you know, yep. these are your privates and that they're called privates for a reason because yep. they're, they're private. Yep. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, that, that goes like, you know, don't, you know, your friends don't do, you know, like yep. don't go showing each other your, your stuff and, things like that so it's like well and i so i'm glad you mentioned that because that from my experience you know the kids are you you have to be general because you never know in in my experience kids in high school were were the abusers and in that you know how do you capture that and how do you talk about that and how do you like that's not going to make it into the press those guys might have gone on to to worse things and i always wonder if that was like you know what happened to those guys right um, but the, so it's important that, you know, it's not just adults, you know, you should never be really alone with an adult, right? If you're spending the night at a friend's house, you know, make sure you're like with your friend, make sure, you know, it, just those like the too deep kind of idea, right? Yeah. You're either with a buddy or whatever. And then, you know, with, with friends making sure, yeah, that, that's a, a great point yeah. that I think we need to highlight is like, it's not okay for your friends. It's not okay for your, anybody, you know, I'm always going to be in the room with you with a, when you're at the doctor's. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? And, and then just to say that, um, you know, to be, we got to be those parents, we got to be parents. Yep. So that means that, you know, know where, know, know the families of the kids that your right. kids are going to play with. Yep. And, you know, like accompany them outside and see that they're, I mean, it's just like, it's common sense stuff, but it's, it just, it's hard with the distraction. This shown the light on, on basically my desire, my yeah. personal desires, like, you know, like, for the kids to be just, you know, they're okay to go off and go do whatever, yeah. you know, just to make sure that, that you're aware of that, of where they are, of who they're with. Because, you know, um, the other day, or I say it was a couple, probably a couple weeks ago, um, Kim's like, go get Quinn, uh, you know, or send, send a text to get Quinn, mm-hmm. you know? So we, we text the neighbors say, Hey, send Quinn home. Quinn's not here. Mm. Yep. So I walked down there. Well, actually, what it was is I I had walked down there and I, I knocked on the door and Quinn's not here. Mm-hmm. He's at the uh, he's at the other house. Yeah. So I go to the other house. Quinn's not here. So it's like, yeah, you know, yep. it's that that moment. It's like, what am I doing? Yep. You know, it's like this is this is on me. You know, and he was on the in the house across the street. But I mean, you know, 
we, we just got to be parents. You know, yeah. you can't get mad at the kid for that. Right. You know, you, you know, they're, they're kids, yep. you know, so it's like, we have to make sure that whenever they leave our house, we know where they're going, that right. they understand that, Hey, if you leave that place, you come back here, Yep. you know? So it's like, those are the things that, and just like all of this just like puts added heat and pressure and stress on, you know, on me personally. And so I just think that, um, you know, now is a perfect time mm-hmm. to be, um, to kind of like reset your, your, you know, I don't know what you call it, your process or, you know, yeah. your, your parenting style or whatever. This is a perfect opportunity for all of us as Catholic dads to like stop and to raise this very important issue of, you know, boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's an opportunity that, you know, like, like starting from this, starting from now, we're going to do things a little bit differently. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, so, there's sometimes in my life where I, I, I can look back and I can say that I'm glad at that moment I like kind of like did a reset. This is maybe one of those times mm-hmm. to reset the way we're doing things. So I had two thoughts while you're um, while I was rambling. Yeah, no, this it, podcast it, is probably going to be terrible. But <laughs> I think it's sorry. good. I think we're doing all right. <laughs> Leave your likes and comments in the text. Um, there's this idea of like security of your houses. You you want to be you don't want to be the the most secure house on the street. You just want to be not the least secure house on the street. So if somebody's going to come break into your house, you just want to be not the least secure, right? Or like the whole, the joke about like, you know, you don't need Being to be that. chased by the bear. You don't need to be the fastest guy to get away from the bear. You just need to be the least not slow, right? Or the whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, making light of it. But that it, the same analogy works with our kids. And so what you want to do is you need to give them the armor the protection, you need to be involved in all of the organizations that they're in. You need to, just what you described, the parent that shows up is the best defense against an abuser of your kids, right? Because if that abuser, that's one of the things they look for is the kid that's maybe got a single parent in the home, maybe is struggling for other reasons. Oh, you know, I don't mind. I can take him home. You know, I know you guys are real busy, right? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of like opening that the abusers, generally speaking, are looking for. And they go through this. And so I, I highly recommend going to do your verse training through your Catholic church. I highly recommend the youth protection training through scouts. Even if you're not in scouts, it's very, very well done. Um, if you're a parent or a Catholic dad that doesn't, you know, hasn't been exposed to this, hasn't been trained for it, go do that like as soon as you can, right? Virtus training happens all the time. Um, it's brutal, right? Because you're going to hear and see the things that, you know, that really happened and they don't sugarcoat it. Um, but I highly recommend you doing that. So that, that's kind of the first thought is, as a Catholic dad and as Catholic parents generally be there and show up. And that's going to be one of the best defenses for your kids, right? If they're, you know, pulling out a scenario, right? Your kids are doing altar service. Don't just drop them off, right? It's not babysitting service. You're not just going to drop them off and leave your kids for an hour and a half and then come back and pick them up. Mm-hmm. Be there, show up, know the, the people that are involved, know all the ministers, know all the people at church that are doing it, just like you said, right? You've got to show up and that's going to take the target off of your, your child, right? Yeah. The second part of that is as a Catholic dad, we need that training, we need that awareness so that we can protect the kids that don't have it. So if there are in your sports team, if there are in the communities that you're working or whatever it is, the kid that doesn't have the parentals of sport that is being dropped off, you know, the coach is saying, oh, you know what? I don't mind. I can take you, take you home. Hey, you know what? I'll take him home, right, this week. Not a problem, right? Be that guardian for those boys as well and those kids as well, right? Not just boys. Um, I think that's, like, really key because you can, 
you know, it, it's going through this training. I don't want to say it's easy, but you can prevent the majority of this because, um, you know, the abusers, it, it's done in the shadows. They are, they know, right. These guys know what they're doing. They know it's wrong. They're, you know, obviously in, and by just being there and like looking them in the eye and saying, Nope, you know what? That's not going to happen today. Nope. You know what? We have too deep leadership here. You're not taking him anywhere. You know, and the other thing is then you report it. And the, the scouts are really big on that. I know Virtus is really big on that. Is you say, you know, and we don't need like a, an inquisition kind of thing. But if there's anything that seems weird, mention it, right? Say it to another parent. Hey, you know what? I know this is kind of a touchy subject, but if you noticed it's kind of weird, it's kind of going on. Oh, you know what? I kind of noticed that too. Okay, done. There's my verification. You know, we need to take it to this next level, right? Um, and that's really important. So exactly what you're saying, be present. You know, but but be present because it's our vocation and it's our job. But that's also one of the key things they talk about in the training to avoid or, or prevent these sort of things too. Yeah. And um, I don't want to prolong. I mean, I, I, oh, wow. I, well, I think, well, that's got a lot of unofficial banner on okay. that clock. But um, th- and I think we need to talk about this because, uh, you know, as a parent of kids, mm-hmm. we've all heard, you know, don't be a tattletale. Right. Um, snitches get stitches, yeah. you know, things like that. Yep. And they use that, right? So this the is, will this totally is a use that. very, this, like this right here really brings to, to my mind. It's like, how many times have I kind of, you know, just, just to be honest, you know, how many times have I told my, are you tattling again? Mm-hmm. Why are you tattling? Yep. And, and I don't know the answer to this, y'all. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't. I mean, so it's like, it's time to, it's, I, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss. So I, I think the, yeah, that's a great, that could be a whole nother topic. Um, I think briefly, tattling in, in my mind is you're just doing it to get somebody else in trouble. And that's what like grates against me as a parent. That's probably the same thing as you, right? It's like, don't come, you know, I get, I walk in the door no, and no, I've no. got three kids that are saying he did that and he did that yeah. and he did that. Like, okay, look, stop. No, no, no. Right? I get that. Yeah. But in a kid's brain. Exactly. So that's where I was going. They might equate. Right. Well, I'm just tattling now, and Dad right. tells me not to tattle all the time. He complains whenever I tattle, so I'm not going to tattle. Well, and so that, yeah, that's where I was going. Is you okay. have to, you have to clearly say, like, look, if you're just tattling to get your brother or sister in trouble, that's not okay, right? If your if your brother or sister is doing something that is dangerous or harmful, or someone is doing something that's dangerous and harmful to you, that's not tattling, right? Okay. If you see somebody playing with matches, brings a knife to school. You know, all of these things, right? You can give them examples. That's not tattling. That's helping somebody stay safe, right? If you saw your baby sister walking out into the street, which I absolutely hate this kind of idea or the argument, but, you know, we use it all the time, right? Of course, you would go grab them, right? If you couldn't grab them, you would tell somebody that could. And that's the difference, right? You know, when I walk in the house and one of the kids says, the other kid didn't get off the PlayStation at 9 o'clock this morning like he was supposed to and he was a jerk all day, give me a break. What am I supposed to do about that, right? But if, you know, that boy had tried to light a fire in the garage, I would want to know about that, right? And that's how you have that conversation. Yeah. So, you know, and I think you're right. We need to, you know, and I've tried to, I've had the exact same inner conversations as well. You, you don't want to, it's not just like, hey, stop tattling, right? You've got to like say, hey, you know what? There's nothing I can do about that, which is a different, you know, I, you know we want to stop the like tattling kind of behavior, but acknowledging like, oh, man, that must have been really upsetting for you, but I can't do anything about it. It's a different because then that's not saying don't do it anymore. 
so that you know maybe you, they will come. Well, I mean, what, so, when, you, when you're saying, but I can't do anything about it, like mm-hmm. what? Because they know, right? Like they know I can't do anything about the fact that the kid doesn't play on the PlayStation at nine o'clock th- <laughs> that morning. You know what I mean? Like they, the kids are smart enough. At, at least the ages of of the kids that we've got, I, they know what they're doing, right? And and I think you can have those conversations. Say, you know. It, Somebody's doing da- something dangerous to themselves or others. That's not tattling. Yeah. Right. Complaining to me because somebody did something you didn't like. Come on, I don't need to hear that. Yeah. 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 But you, it's a good point, right? You want to, you know, in the the kids say it all the time. And, you know. and I think that um, you know, just to to bring a um, you know, an example, uh, Drew Drew had Drew had to come to us with a with a very, uh, you know difficult decision about mm-hmm. one, of, one of his brothers and, and I commended him for right. it because he basically, I think saved his brother from a, a lot of, yep. you know, heartache and, um, and that's the exact example. So it's like, right? and, and, and I just, I made a, I made a yeah. point to say, to pull him aside and say that took courage yep. for you to say this and thank you. And, and it's so not, it's, it's not tattling. Well, yeah, help, yeah, well, I didn't right? say, I didn't say, you know, it's not tattling, but I mean, yeah. I just, I recognize the fact that that could have been, Hard. I mean, yeah. that was hard yeah. for him to do. Yep. You know, he exactly. had a decision to say, like, do I say something here? Right. Or do I do I not? And um, so maybe give that encouragement when exactly. they do. Absolutely. Make that tough decision of saying, you know, of saying something. Yep. That way you can encourage that you, you know. And I think maybe as a final comment is to say that um, we need to believe our kids always. Right. Yep. You know, it's and it's, you know, as a as a parent. um as a, maybe not even as a parent, as a, as a, as a husband in a marriage, um, you know, maybe this is just me, but sometimes it feels like that you're, sometimes it feels like you're in competition Mm. with your spouse, with your kids, you know, and it's like, I don't know if this is a guy thing or if it's a me thing, but sometimes it feels like, you know, the first thing in my mind is like, you know, really, mm-hmm. you know, and so I don't know, maybe this is just me, but, um, I think it's important, you know, and, and I will be extra diligent for on my mm. part that whenever any of my kids come to me with anything that my first thought isn't really, right. you know, yep. that we give it credibility, that we assume that they're coming from a, a good place. Mm-hmm. And then, because if they don't believe that you have their back, if they don't believe or feel that, that you believe them, they're not going to come to you whenever right. it really matters. That's right. So, um, on my part, and maybe I can just challenge, you know, all the Catholic dads out there and just any dad, anybody, any parent listening that, um, when your kid comes to you with something, don't dismiss it, Yep. you know, um, look into it mm-hmm. and, um, and that will, no matter how small it is, because I think that's going to, that'll build that confidence that when something does come up, you know, uh, they will, they'll say, well, dad's got my back, right. you know, or, you know, my parents have my back and they'll believe me. And, um, you know, I mean, and you know, mm-hmm. your kids more than, better right. than anybody, you know, you know, if your kid is, is, uh, maybe going to try to be a sneaky kind of like try to get somebody in trouble, right. tattly kind of thing, or if. If that's out of their character, right. you know, you know, as strange as it might sound, you know what? We live in crazy days. Yeah, that's right. And, um, well, yeah. So uh, I would say, trust your kids. I'd also say, trust yourself because yeah. you're, you know, that's a good point. Th- there's that other, that other, we do live in crazy days. 
Um, and we do have that sense of like, well, gosh, we don't want to accuse every single person in our life of this, but we have pretty strong intuitions in, you know, as Catholic dads, you'll come across folks. You're like, Hmm, all right, you know what? I'm just going to maybe keep this person at arm's length, or maybe I'm just going to keep my eye on what's going on here, you know, without, you know, you don't have to go crazy or whatever, but trust your intuition, right? Trust that situation, keep your eyes open, go do the training. The training is, is the best defense. So that, you know, that would be my challenges. If you don't have the Virtus training, go get it. Um, you know, it's like a Saturday morning. I think it's a pretty long deal, but you need to do it. You need to, to arm yourself with the tools in, in the, I guess you need, you need your eyes opened to what to watch out for. Um, because that'll protect your kids, but more importantly, or as importantly, sorry, I should say, as importantly, you can help protect other kids. Yeah. Um, and that's our job, right? Yeah. All right. Pretty somber topic, but um, hopefully we did it. Yep. You know, did it justice and it wasn't a total disaster. <laughs> but uh, thanks, for, thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening to this hard subject and... Uh, you just, I think we need a lot of prayers yep. and the, you know, just for the world and in, in, in general, the times that we live in and, and uh, just watch out for your, for your kids and everybody else's kids. And we just need to, to pray. Mm-hmm. And I think prayer and fasting, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know how else to do this, but to approach it with, uh, you know, some humility and it's just very tough times. Absolutely. So uh, God bless everybody out there. Y'all take care. St. Joseph, pray for us. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.